Hey everyone, welcome to episode 9 of the Topic Tacklers. I'm Shane Bryant and I'm here with... I'm Liam Dunlop and we have a special guest again, so we're going to do another NHL episode and one of the co-hosts of the Dead Puck Podcast. Check it out on Spotify. We got Dylan Spiro here. What's going on, Dylan? Hey, not too much, guys. I'm excited to be here. It's been a really fun season, so uh, I'm excited to get to the playoffs. Yeah, so we're going to talk about actual playoff predictions because we're almost at the end of the season. We don't know the exact the rankings of the playoffs. We know mostly who's going to be in, in it. We're going to talk award predictions, but we have to start with the whole news of the hockey world, the Tom Wilson, Artemi Panarin, Buchnevitz saga that we've seen. Shane, we just rewatched it, and what what's your take on this one? So, I think it got a little bit blown out of proportion. Um, I, like, first of all, look at Wilson's background. He's been suspended five times already, fined twice, and there's been multiple players injured from, or injured from his hits, right? I think a lot of this uproar and everything could have easily been avoided by, like, a simple suspension fine or anything but the fact that he kind of got off scot-free is a little bit crazy and that's why everyone's all hyped up about it um like you said Liam we just watched the film there's a lot that we're gonna go through and talk about I think some of it is absolutely unnecessary in the NHL like whatsoever but the other side is like it's a physical sport right like we look back how many years ago that we were getting like fights every single game and they were allowing these fights to happen. Now they call off every fight and it's the refs get involved. But Dylan, like what do you think about this whole Tom Wilson situation, especially with the Rangers? And also I wanted to add in that the game they just happened and everyone was scrapping on the uh, line or whatever. And Tom Wilson was out for five seconds before he was getting in a fight. Like they were gunning for him. So Dylan, what do you think about this? Uh, yeah, it's kind of a mess. Um, like, I agree that it, it's a hockey play, like the scrum that kind of started it all. It's a hockey play, but um, like you said, we were watching it. The Wilson had like his stick almost to the neck of Buchnevich, and then he throws a punch to the back of his head. To me, that kind of pushes it over the line. Like a scrum is fine. I have no problem with the scrum, but cheap shots like that, like I can see why the Rangers were, were pissed off. Like... It, it's unnecessary. If you don't know what happened, um, so Tom Wilson, Buchnevich goes hard to the net. Hockey play. Yeah. Goes hard to the net. Tom Wilson gets behind him, throws him to the ice, and then Artemi Panarin, who's a superstar in this league, comes up, tries to fight him. Doesn't try to fight him. He just tries to pull him off. Panarin's a lot smaller. Tom Wilson takes it too far there. Everyone starts going. Tom Wilson gets angry, goes into the box, does his little pompous attitude without any jersey on he's like i'm all tough guy he only gets a five thousand dollar suspension which as many people fine fine, sorry sorry five thousand dollar fine which is nothing to him which is as people have said if you worked at mcdonald's full-time this is like getting a 17 dollar fine or like an average guy like us getting a 50 dollar fine so that's pocket change to an nhl player he's as shane just said he has a history and then the Rangers come out. I'm going a little bit ahead. We're going to go back to it. The Rangers come out and they they put out this big spiel about 
George Peros, who used to be a goon in the league for the Anaheim Ducks. He's the head of player safety in the NHL. How he should step down from his job. James Dolan, who's the the owner of the Rangers and the Knicks. So this guy's got a, a couple dollars in the bank. And he's always been known as kind of a bozo in the in the sports world. He comes out and he pays the $250,000 fine that they get because of pretty much freedom of speech. He, they said what they thought. Their GM gets fired. Their president gets fired. It's a whole mess. But let's go back. Let's go back to the actual occurrence. Tom Wilson, he's such a good player. He, he really is. He's a top talent in the league, which is scary to say since he has this past. But he does take it over the top. And the whole Buchnevich thing, he totally did. As Dylan, you said, he pretty much power bombs him to the ice with his stick behind his neck and then lands a punch while he's flat on the ice. I don't like that. But if you're on Artemi Panarin, you know the size difference. You don't touch this guy. You just le- let him go. Uh, yeah, I, I see what you mean based on the size difference, but I think I think Panarin just doesn't even think about that. He sees his teammate getting basically jumped on the ice, and so he has no other option but to try and do what he can to, I guess, separate it. He will shortly, well, if he hasn't learned by now, that he's not a player that you can you can do that man you have to wait for your goons to come out and get someone like wilson like you're you're gonna be like the next guy essentially in new york that's what they're prepping you for right so you can't go in there and be an idiot like that and get ragdolled man like that guy's got an at least 60 pounds on you i think that's part of the problem like what we saw on i guess it was wednesday night when they rematched like the rangers don't have they don't have tough guys. Like I don't think goons really have a place in the NHL anymore. But that they don't is, have yeah. scrappers or like yeah, power forwards. That I'm surprised they didn't call up their entire AHL team just for that game. For <laughs> that, <yeah. laughs> How many two way contracts did we give out? Three. Oh man, um, are they are they are they skill guys? Or are they tough guys? They're all skill guys. We need these guys right now. Oh shit. Um. So what can we do? Um. We have a couple big guys on the fourth line. Can we throw them out? Yeah, they're going to get their ass kicked, but they did. But, yeah, it, it's just such a – the NHL is so weird nowadays. It's just you have these guys that are skill guys that are huge, but then you have these skill guys that are tiny like Panarin. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I totally agree on your stance where Panarin's just coming in to defend his guy, but just don't. And now you're out for the rest of the season because you're just not – I'm not going to say you're not man enough to take on a guy like Tom Wilson. I don't think I'm a man enough to take on Tom Wilson, and I'm about the same size as him. He's a tough guy. He knows how to lay a, a beat down on anyone in the league. And if you're a superstar like on Artemi Panarin, know your role, sit down, and just just hu- do the hug. Do the do the NHL hug where you just take a guy off. Be like, oh yeah, you weren't involved. I'm gonna take you and just pull you off to the side. Don't go. Don't go at a at a raging bull like Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson, I feel like doesn't have anything to lose, like with having. Uh, sorry, with having uh, five previous suspensions and two fines, like, I don't give a shit, man. And his excuse was that, um, what was it? that's part of the problem, though. 
the fact that he's had five suspensions and two fines, and he doesn't have to worry about his job being in jeopardy well, when something yeah. like this happens. Well, yeah, that's true. I, that's so true. I, I mean, think you get that in any sport, in every sport, though, right? Look at baseball uh, a couple years ago when, um, what was it? The guy punched out Jose Batista at oh, second yeah, base. Odor, yeah, yeah, right? Like, I, people like that are going to come now. with. Oh, six years ago, yeah. yeah. People like that are going to come with um, in every league, right? Boogie Cousins is a good example in the NBA, by the way. Fontaine's perfect uh, in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. Great, great uh, example. So, but that's what made everyone angry, Shane. That's what made everyone angry is they're controversial Wilson, players. Yeah, no, but Tom Wilson has this past, and he only gets a five thousand. He gets a slap fine. on the wrist. He literally gets a slap yeah, on the he, wrist. Yeah. Oh, he got off what extremely late. Okay, Shane, you're not the biggest hockey fan we know, but you obviously love to watch it from here and there. What do you think he deserved watching that? But we just watched the play before we came. We on just the watched the play. What do you think he deserved for all that? So, yeah, knowing I'm, his past, knowing his past, I'm going to add on to what you said a little bit, Liam, with this uh, hockey situation. I don't know really too much about like how a normal suspension or a normal fine would be in the NHL. I don't think anybody does. Yeah. So. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to throw it, George Barros at the helm. I'm going to throw it out there, and especially this late in the season, I think you get suspended till playoffs and a. $20,000 fine minimum. I think that's perfect. I think because the Capitals are already clinched. Yeah. But do you think that would help Tom Wilson? It's like, uh, oh, yeah, a, a nice little rest, whatever. But he'd have to sacrifice a good amount of salary, obviously. But nice little rest, rest my body before the playoffs. That might be good for him. So, but I think, I think George Peros is out of line here. I think he looks, he kind of gives these goons like rose colored glasses because he was a goon. And he looks like, oh, yeah, what if I was in that situation? What would I have done? But we were talking, me and Dylan were talking about this off air. What if they gave the the player safety job to like a, a Paul Correa or a Mark Savard or a Nathan Horton, a guy that's career ended because of injuries, not a guy that caused so many injuries that that's pretty much what his whole career was. Dylan, what do, what do you think? Like, what if one of those guys were involved? What do you think Tom Wilson would have got? Um, like, I think if it was a player who wasn't Tom Wilson, like you have to take the context of Tom Wilson's history, I think, into consideration. If it wasn't Tom Wilson, then I think a $5,000 fine is appropriate. But because he has this history, then yeah, I think maybe a suspension for the rest of the, whatever, the five games they had left. Yeah. And maybe some extra salary would be fair. But I think there comes a point where it's like, like the guy's already been suspended like 20 games. So like, what does it, like at what point does he actually learn his lesson? I don't think he will. No. I think, and everyone loves Ovechkin. I love Ovechkin. You guys love Ovechkin. He's not a clean player. Like usually some of his hits are to the head. Some of it, he knees guys like, so learning from him probably didn't help Tom Wilson coming up in the league. So it's just it's just tough because Like I love like pests and like power forwards like like Brad Marchand gets a ton of hate cuz he's kind of an asshole on the ice. Totally. But like or players like Corey Perry or any of those guys who kind of they do draw a really, the line. really good job of kind of towing the line exactly. and getting under your skin. Those are players that I really like, and I kind of respect that. 
like not the el- like Brad Marchand is guilty of like the same thing. Like, oh yeah, dirt. Cheap shots oh, to yeah. the yeah. or whatever, but you know what I mean. Like the little antics that kind of like the licking that kind of. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> it's weird, but like it gets under people's skin. And the other skin, team literally. is like, that's weird. But then they start thinking about it, and it gets in their head. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To me, I think Tom Wilson is almost starting to push himself into that category of like guys like um Sean like Rafi Torres or Sean Avery Bertuzzi Bertuzzi mm-hmm. You don't um, want to play against these guys. Yeah, Matt Cook where it's like yeah. now you're just like being stupid. Yeah. It's just being annoying. Like annoying to the sport almost. Yeah. And like Todd Bertuzzi is a good example cuz like Todd Bertuzzi was this was a guy who was like almost leading the league in points. Yeah. He put up yeah. 95 points and maybe 100 points the one season like doesn't bore. Has a incident with Steve Moore. Mental lapse and yeah. makes an emotionally charged decision to break the guy's and neck. Kinda, I mean, he he was able to continue playing after, but like it kind of ruined his career. He was never. He was always had that asterisk on him. Like he he was the guy that broke Steve Moore's neck. Yeah, and I think Tom Wilson yeah. is gonna get there because Tom Wilson is a good player. Like he's better than Rafi Torres. Oh, or skill-wise, absolutely, or any of those guys were, but. Could he have broken? I think he could have broken Buchnevich's neck. And he had Panarin's helmet off. And he jammed his head into the ice. Well, what's scary is, like, I don't even really know what caused it. Like, Buchnevich was kind of digging. But it really wasn't wasn't anything that out of the norm that kind of triggered this. Like, he wasn't even... I don't even think majority of his body was in the crease. No, I think think Tom Wilson was just bored. No, so like the fact that he was this fired up over something minuscule, kind of normal. Yeah, it's kind of scary because it's like, well, what if something like serious does happen? How, like, off the rails is he gonna get? Yeah, like what if somebody tries to take a run at like Nicholas Backstrom, or like a Novechkin? Like Ovechkin can hold his own, but Backstrom can't. And Tom Wilson's gonna be like, I need to do something about this, <laughs> and just take over. But yeah, something so minuscule as this, as you said, Shane. Yeah, this is just a, this is a tiny hockey play. That's weird. And if you're gonna take somebody's a superstar on the Rangers helmet off and jam his head into the ice, like I came into this episode wanting to defend, or wanting to yeah defend Tom Wilson, but I just can't do it. I wanted to cause an argument with these two it's, guys. I actually said before I said before the episode, I'm like, I'm gonna take Tom Wilson's side. Let's do an argument over here. I can't. I can't do it. it I don't dirty. like. I don't like dirty. him. I literally don't like him. It's, uh, it's too bad. I think you hit it. Um, I think you hit it on the head there, Liam, when you said, "With the Bertuzzi, will always be known as the person who broke his neck, uh, Moore's neck." Right. So it, it's gonna go with Wilson too. When you Google Wilson, in how many years from now, what's gonna pop up? This. Is this gonna pop up for sure? It will. Hundred percent. Anyways, we're going to switch to a little bit of uh, lighter news and let's talk about some uh, award candidates and um, uh, award candidate predictions for this year. We did this on the very first episode. It was uh, about mid-season of the NHL and you guys gave your predictions. I have been studying the NHL a little bit more this season and I'm going to throw in my prediction as as well. Uh, So let's start off with... um, a couple of these are a lock, right? Absolutely. So let's start off with the Hart Trophy. Liam, what do you think? 
or who do you think is going to take away the Hart Trophy this, this year? This is the easiest one. That's why I want to start off with this. This one and the, and the Calder are pretty much locks. Jason Robertson's making a run on the Calder, but I think Kaprizov's got it. And so, yeah, talking about the Hart, there's a guy leading the league on his teammate by 19. Dylan, you might know a little bit about this guy as being an Oilers fan. Connor McDavid, he's ahead above everyone else. He the way he plays is he's the best player of this generation. And it's just it's scary to watch because I have him I had him on my fantasy team and every week he would put up like 10 points in like four games. And he, he carried my whole team. And Dylan, you watch him every night. Like you you watch this guy play with the second leading guy in the league who dried a uh, dry beating Mitch Marner, who's the third guy by 11. So he Connor McDavid has 30 more points than third place in points. He's going to get a hundred points in 50 something games. Unheard of like better, like best, I think best points per game since like Lemieux. Yeah. Lemieux like, is obviously he's, Connor McDavid is the best player I've ever watched. Like we never got to watch Prime Gretzky. Prime Gretzky. Gretzky. Yeah. Yeah. We never got to watch Prime Lemieux. Yeah. And Crosby and Ovechkin were well were. They still are fantastic players. But Ovechkin or sorry, McDavid is he's in that tier, I think, of Lemieux and Like Gretzky. the Mount Rushmore sort of thing. Yeah. But what do we call it in Canada? The 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 Rocky Mountains, <laughs> the Rocky Mountains of hockey players. We don't There's have a Mount Rushmore. We got to figure something out for that. He j- like, it leaves me almost speechless because like he he's the fastest player I've ever seen. His hands with the puck is, oh my gosh! Like he. So do you have money in the heart? I have money <laughs> in the heart. Yeah. I think we all can agree. McDavid's winning the heart this year. Yeah, his um, his vision. Like, let's just keep talking about McDavid. Yeah, I I love boosting him up. Honestly, He's, yeah, Shane. So yeah, not being the biggest hockey fan, when you watch highlights of McDavid, like what, like what do you think? He's crazy, man. He's unbelievable. I want to describe him as like, I don't want to say superhuman because that's like a little tad too much, and it I don't feels think like it I'm is. Gonna, man, I'm not. I, think it's too much. I don't want to get in this guy's bed. Okay, I don't want to <laughs> boost him up that much, but. He is, yeah, for a kid, because for us, he is a kid, like, to play so, or sorry, at, a, at such a high level of competitiveness against these literal grown-ass men, and like you said too, Dylan, like, he's beaten these people that we grew up with, the Crosbys and the Ovechkins and the people that were taking the league, and he's been taking the league by, by storm for a couple years now. Like, I think when I like when so I've I have a son. When he grows up, I am going to talk about McDavid, as in how our parents talk about Gretzky. A hundred percent. That's how I feel because this man is literally he's the best hockey player I have ever watched, and if he's the best hockey player Dylan's ever watched, and Dylan actually like follows hockey and really follows the Edmonton Oilers, I. I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more with with how good this guy is. I don't know what else to say. There was a good point on um, the latest episode of Spit and Chocolates where they said, they were talking about McDavid, and they said he might be, like if you're talking the best players in each major sport, 
he is the best player in his sport. Like the gap between him and the next best player is the greatest of all the other sports. Like LeBron is still maybe number one in the NBA. Maybe Giannis is, is number one. But the gap between those isn't as big as, say, McDavid and McKinnon yeah. or McDavid and Dreisaitl or Matthews or whoever yeah. you want to put there. Like the only other name that they could really come up with, and I kind of agreed, was like Lewis Hamilton in F1. Because he just kicks ass. Yeah. yeah. He like takes in, over. In the NFL and in Major League Baseball, maybe Mike Trout, but like... No, there's nobody close to Mike Trout in baseball. Yeah, but like yeah. is is the separation between McDavid and his peers greater than the separation between Mike Trout and his peers? That's a great question. That is a very good question. Because Mike Trout, there's there's 11 positions in baseball. Because we can't compare like a Clayton Kershaw to Trout. But it's the same thing as like goalies in skaters in hockey right but yeah it's true on spit and chicklets i love those guys like they're so smart even though they're kind of dumb like you know but um yeah mcdavid is just next level like i think on the the first episode we were talking we were saying like mckinnon and mcdavid like they're close like they and no and i'm a i'm a diehard avalanche fan watching mcdavid is otherworldly like the way he, he doesn't have the best team ever like, he doesn't have the best guys playing with him. He has Dreisaitl. He's got decent defensive pair. But he makes other guys, like the third guys, look so good. He makes, like, a Dominic Cahoon. Like, when they threw him up on the, the, the power play, it just they made him look like he scored, like, four goals in two games. Like, he's just – it's just it's, – it's, it's a beautiful sport, and it, it's just great to see. But yeah, enough enough sucking McDavid's dick. Um, <laughs> Shane, what what's the next award we're gonna talk we're about? We're gonna move on to uh, the Norris Trophy. So top defenseman, as uh, if hockey fans don't know. Uh, I don't think so. This is this isn't an obvious runaway. I'm gonna pitch my two cents in because I don't have too much to talk about him. But I'm gonna go with Victor Hedman here for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I mean, he not to talk about last year, but he played great last year in their Stanley Cup run. Uh, he's performing even better this year, and I think he's taking the Norris Trophy this year. Yeah, me and Dylan actually both picked Victor Hedman last last episode we yes. talked about, and I'm gonna let you go first on this one, Dylan. So, have, has yours changed at all, or um, are you gonna stick with Hedman? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna change mine. Um, he wasn't really in the conversation at all when we kind of had our mid-season prediction, but Adam Fox leading the league or leading the defenseman in points. At this time, he's got 47 and 54. Um, as a defenseman, that's nuts. As a defenseman, yeah. and he's only... I was surprised he's only a second year. I thought he had been around for a few, but um, yeah. Like, he's just kind of taken the, the, uh, the Norris... The reins of the Norris and his advanced numbers look good too. Um, if I want to give another plug to an Oiler, I think Darnell Nurse deserves a few votes as well. He was somebody we didn't mention before, but he's got, I think, sixteen or seventeen goals. Shut down defenseman, obviously. Uh, yeah, he's a good two-way guy. Um, yeah. I picked between Hedman and Makar last time, and Makar has been injured. He's still he's his point per game is disgusting like for what he's played, but I'm not gonna pick him as the homer pick. 
I'm gonna stick with stick with Hedman. I think Hedman's two way game is amazing. I think Adam Fox lacks some defensive skills. Like sometimes I don't think his plus minus is near Victor Hedman's. I might be wrong on that. I'm just saying that off the top of my head. But I'm just saying Adam Fox and the Rangers might not even make the playoffs, which is obviously isn't his fault. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you, Shane, and I'm gonna pick Victor Hedman on this one because I just think his two way game and just his his pure body of work is just. I know you you're not supposed to go on that, but I think he's just he's just pure talent. I agree. Uh, so apparently one of the finalists to like this will be like a dark horse, I guess that um, ESPN is predicting is uh, John Carlson. And Again, I yeah. mean, he's he's racked up a lot of assists this year, which is good. Only ten goals, but I mean, he's not a goal scorer, right? He's not a goal scoring defenseman. Uh, so what are uh, like honestly, what are your two cents on that? Like we both, or sorry, we all kind of think Carlson is out of the race. I could assume, but he's in there. But what he, are your two cents on it? I think Carlson might be a finalist. Um, but I think we were talking about him in the last episode too, where he gets a million assists because he's on the power play and he dishes it over to Ovechkin. Like that's just pretty much what he does. He won the, I think he won the Norris last year, right? Um, I can't or, remember. I think it was either him or Hedman. I know. Yeah. I think he's won one. Yeah. He, he's definitely won a Norris and yeah, his, his offensive game's great. It, but I like, I wish the Norris was more about two way defensemen. I, and it, I agree. Yeah. I think it becomes an offensive it, award because Eric Carlson's won two or three. And he's been nothing since. And I think it should just be based on pure two-way skill. And John Carlson just doesn't have enough of that to me compared to Hedman. So, yeah. What do you, what do you think? Do you think John Carlson should be in, even in the ranks this year? I mean, he's having a good season. But, like, if I'm giving the Norris out, I want to <laughs> – maybe it's kind of a silly reason, but, like, you give it to a guy, I think, who kind of exceeded expectations. And not that Carlson's having a bad year at all, but I think he's performing where you expect John Carlson to perform. Um, like, he's almost point per game, which is fantastic. But I think there's a big kind of plug of defensemen in that same category. Like, Latang is there, and Dougie. Dougie Hamilton, and Shea Theodore, Jeff Petrie. Um I don't know that there's a ton that really separates Carlson from the rest of those guys. It's nice that, uh, like, these years and everything, we're finding multiple Norris Trophy winners year to year, even if it is a little bit repeated compared to when we were growing up and Nick Lidstrom was <laughs> yeah, taking them all. Like, he won, I think, six in seven years. Like, it was – it was uh, – well – it was crazy at the time. He's but the best like, defenseman I've ever seen. Yeah, but like these last, well, we haven't had a repeated one since actually. Oh, yeah, since Nick Lidstrom in 07 and 08. Here. So, no, that's all I got really to say. Uh, Hedman, Who won the last three? Hedman won. So last year was Hosey. Oh, Raymond Yossi. Roman Yossi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 2019 was Gordano. Giordano. Giordano. See, I don't know these. That's all names. good, man. It's all good. Gordano. <laughs> Um, 2018 was Hedman. It's not delivery. Seven, 17 was Brett Brent Burns. Uh, 16 was... Oh, so Carlson De- never won one. Doughty. Yeah, yeah. Carlson was 15. Oh, okay. And he won in 2012 as well. And then Duncan Keith, 2014-2010. Subban, 2013. The other Carlson. 
Yeah. Is Carlson with There's a K? There's two Carlson. There's two Carlson. Yeah. Eric Carlson. Yeah, we're talking John There's... Carlson. Yeah. You said Eric Carlson never won one. No, we said John Carlson. Well, we thought John Carlson won one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Eric Carlson won oh, okay. two. Yeah. That's okay. I see what you're saying. I but... think it was last year when John Carlson had like 80 points. Yeah, he had a million points last year. Even he got the bubble. That's pretty good. So, to move on to the next award, uh, the Calder. I... Also, I'm going to put my two cents in first. Liam said it in the first episode with uh, Kaprizov. And he's been ecstatic to watch this whole season. I think he's going to take the Calder. Um, I don't know how close the race is between the rookies and everything, but he's the one that stands out to me the most. And... He's in on Sports Center a lot, man. So he's good. <laughs> yeah, his highlights are really impressive. Um, it's a two man race. It's uh, Kaprizov versus Jason Robertson of the Stars. Um, Robertson's been really solid the last month or month and a half since we actually filmed the last episode or recorded the last episode, excuse me. Um, but I think Kaprizov still got it. Do you have an argument for that, Dylan, or do you do you feel Kaprizov? I think there's some other names you could throw it as nominees. Yeah. I think it's kind of a runaway for Kaprizov. I think it's been a runaway for Kaprizov since like the first since night we talked when yeah. he scored. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah, I mean, do you guys just want to go on the next one? We'll yeah, let's move on. It doesn't. Yeah, but let's go Vesna. Do you have anything? Um. So, I think Mark andre Fleury has a very good chance of competing for it. I still think, uh, and I can never say his name, but the goalie for Tampa Bay. Vasilevsky. Yeah, Vas, Vas, yeah. So <laughs> I think he's he is going to win it, but I would really like to see Mark andre Fleury take it this year. So I'm actually going to put my ballot in for him just to get that little underdog uh, win for him. And that would be his, I think, third second or third for sure his only is that he hasn't won won a Vesna no oh I thought he has yeah it's been it's been a big surprise that he's never won a Vesna because he was such a a stud in Pittsburgh but yeah I'll let Dylan go first on this one yeah at the midseason I was really rooting for Marc-Andre Fleury and I still am because I I want to see him get that Vesna because I think it really cements his his legacy because I think he just passed for third all-time in wins yeah that's insane um yeah, Veshalevsky is a good pick. Um, but I'm going to throw, like, Philip Grubauer out there in Colorado. His numbers are fantastic. Um, like, a 920, he's got a 2.03. Uh, like, when he came from Washington, I don't know. He was pure backup. Yeah, he, I think he was still a little raw. Yep. But he's kind of come in this year. And he's, I mean, he looks like a, a top 10 starter in the league. Which is so surprising because he he's on his contract year, and he just came off a co- he just came off a two week COVID ban because so if he had if he didn't have that he'd be higher up there and most likely in wins. Very true. His first game back from COVID he got a shutout, and yeah, that, uh, beautiful pick, beautiful pick, Dylan. I think, <laughs> I think that's beautiful. I'm actually gonna pick a former Colorado Avalanche player. Oh, the only guy that's actually top five in goals against average, save percentage, and shutouts. Simeon Varlamov. Nobody cares about the Islanders. Like, I've met one Islanders fan in my whole life, 
And he's diehard, which is crazy. And I can't believe it. Seven shutouts for Simeon Varlamov. He's got a 930 save percentage. And he's got a 202 goals against average. Like, the only other guys are in those whole, in pretty much above him in save percentage and goals against average are guys that haven't played the full season. Like Peter Mrazek. I don't even know how to say this guy's name. Nedjel Kovic. Gus, Philip Gustafson for the Senators and Jeremy Swayman. Alex Ned, Nedeljkovic. He's, yeah. I think he's like a rookie in Carolina. and his, He's probably got the best numbers in the league, but I think he's only played 20. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> so for the, these guys aren't pure starters. Like The stats they have on NHL.com are for played four or more games. So that's why yeah. Jeremy Swayman looks like a god. Like <laughs> so, so I think I think Varlamov's technically like the top of actually the real starters in the league for everything. So I think why not give him one? Like Varlamov was really solid for Colorado, and then moving to the Islanders got paid because he deserved it. And yeah, I think I think he I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna win it. I'm gonna just add one more person in here too, um, and that's. Uh, Tristan Jerry for the Penguins. I mean, his so his save percentage isn't like as as amazing as Varlamov's or even uh, uh, Grubauer or what, whoever we're talking about here, but he's racked up 25 wins for the Penguins. And I know they have a great offense, but they need some goaltending behind their defense right there. So I think he could be up there in the race. I don't think he's going to take it, but he could be he should be someone that we that we talk about a little bit. Yeah, the Penguins really came into the season with like a two-headed monster at goalie with like Casey DeSmith and Tristan Jari, and Jari really showed up this whole season and he said like, "Yeah, I'm the guy. I'm the guy around here. We're going to we're going to play behind, like in front of me." So, yeah, that I don't I don't hate that call. That's that's total like it's total dark horse because he's not really high up in like the goals against average and save percentage as you said, chain, but yeah, I don't hate that at all. And it's worth noting. Anyway, so I think that's it for the awards section. We're going to uh, move on to uh, playoff predictions and uh, move on to like Stanley Cup predictions and everything like that. So we should probably go by division, and we'll predict uh, out of each division what two are going to move on to the semifinals. So do you want to start first, Liam? We're going to start with the North Division because it's pretty much the first thing everyone in Canada talks about. It takes up about 20 minutes of Sports Center every day. And so we have the Flames are on the outside looking in, but mathematically, them and the Canucks can still make it. No way. So we're going to have the Maple Leafs first. Like, we're filming, we're recording this on Friday, May 7th, around, we started around 9 o'clock. So we don't know what's gone on these games. Um, so we have Maple Leafs first, Oilers second, Jets third, and Canadians fourth. And as a Maple Leaf hater, I want to see them lose. <laughs> I want to like I called them to make the Cup final in our in our early prediction against the Avalanche, but I want to see them lose now because everyone's starting to all these Leafs fans are starting to piss me right off. So I'm picking Canadians Oilers out of that division. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I don't like the Leafs either, but 
Um, I think they're just a much You're more of a realist than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be rational. Liam sounds like me back in our March Madness episode when we were doing the bracket prediction. <laughs> I was just picking all these freaking underdogs, man. I'm going to pick the Leafs because I want the Oilers to be the ones to knock them off in the second round. No, I think the Leafs take it over Montreal. I think they're just a much deeper team. Um, defensively, they're they're like they're pretty decent compared to maybe what they've been talked about in the past. I think it all rides on whatever their goaltending. Yeah, is. whatever goalie. That, that's what I don't like about the Leafs. They're like, oh, we brought David David Rich in just to boost the goalie room. He sucks. <laughs> He's been really bad for them. But Jack Campbell's obviously he, he went on that big streak, has an NHL record now. And he's been solid, but is Freddie Anderson going to come in and make a fuss that he wants to play? I think I, I heard that Anderson played an AHL game last night, like as a conditioning game. And he had like, he let in like two goals in the first period. Love it. He didn't, it didn't look too good. So <laughs> Love it. who knows what that's going to turn out. Yeah, I think, I don't care about Leafs fans or anything. I, mean, I don't give a shit. <laughs> if you like your team, I'm rooting for it. Um, I think Toronto's going to move on past the Canadians. And I honestly, watching Winnipeg maybe like two weeks ago, I could have been like, oh, they might have a chance against Edmonton. Since then, or like literally the last 10 games, they're 3 and 7. They've they're falling horrible. off the wagon, man. Um, I don't think they have a chance against Edmonton anymore. And I think it's going to be Leafs and Edmonton in the semifinals for the North Division. All right, so yeah, we all have the Leafs, for, or no, I have the Canadians versus the Oilers, but you guys have the Leafs versus Oilers. Yes. So we'll move on to the East Division. That's already set in stone, uh, but we don't know which spot they're going to be in. So we're just going to have Penguins versus the Islanders and Capitals versus the Bruins. Amazing matchup, Dylan. Who do you got? Uh, that one's that's probably the toughest division because I don't think there's a whole lot of separation between those four teams. Um, between the Islanders and the Penguins, um, I think if Varlamov plays like this Vesna kind of season he's had, that's hard to beat. But the Penguins are scary. Like Jeff Carter's kind of come in and he's four goals he's last game. Good. So, yeah. um, I think that's a series that goes all the way. I think it goes seven games. Um, I'm gonna say maybe the experience of Pittsburgh wins out. I think maybe Crosby kind of wills his team past in that one. And then in the other one, I think that one's equally as tough. I like the depth in Washington, um, but Taylor Hall's looked good in Boston. And uh, David Krejci is a great playoff performer. Um, I think that's another one that goes... You didn't even name that whole top line. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe one of the best lines in hockey. Yeah. So, And Charlie McAvoy, who you know, I think is quietly one of the Best defense one of the, the best defensemen in the whole league. Easily. So, yeah, I think that's another series that goes just as deep as, as the other one, six or seven games. Um, I don't know who I – I think, like, it's a coin flip, I think, that series. Flip it. I think I'm going to take Boston. Um, Boston versus Penguins, eh? I like that. Yeah. I like that, too, actually. All right, Shane, go ahead, buddy. So, I – the Penguins are too good, man. They're too good to go against, in my opinion, especially with the Islanders now. Like you said, Liam, no one gives a fuck about them. <laughs> no one gives a shit. It'd be nice to see them to take the Penguins to seven or whatever. I think the Penguins will get it done early in like a 
five. Um, but I wanted to note actually between the Islanders and the Penguins, their both their road records are trash. Like the Penguins are fifteen, twelve, and one on the road, and the Islanders are eleven, thirteen, and three. So they're both only standing on their heads at home could be a factor in the playoffs. I have no idea, but I'm taking the Penguins in five in that one. Between well, you're picking games, eh? Well, I'm not bro. that big of a hockey fan. I'm not. Okay, I'm picking them in five. Said. They're gonna win three two. They're gonna win four one. <laughs> 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 all the scores. Who scored it? Who assisted it? Yeah. <laughs> How we let it in? Like, <laughs> so, but, all right. Between Washington and Boston, um, I think I'm a full believer in karma, man. It, this has got nothing to do with fucking hockey. Tom Wilson, Capitals, they get <laughs> bit in the fucking ass. Boston is the first round a fucking eliminator, bro. These This yeah, team, they, they, they have playoff experience. not saying the Capitals don't, but they know how to get down and gritty. Tom Wilson wants to play dirty. The Bruins will play dirty, man, even if they don't have the dirty players that they did back in their heyday. They can get it done. I think uh, it will be Boston and against Pittsburgh in the semis, and I'm not going to pick how many games that one goes to. <laughs> I was going to say, in about 5.3 games. <laughs> Over under. What um, do you got, Liam? You guys, you guys both made great points. Um, I'm going to go a little bit off. I think Varlamov can carry a team. I think Varlamov can can win those greasy 2-1 games. When Pittsburgh when Pittsburgh goes into those low-scoring games, they get, they get frustrated. When their power play is not on, they get frustrated. And I think I think that could happen. And I, I'm going to pick the Islanders and uh, the the Bruins Capitals. If that if that is the the series, That's I can't wait. Series. I can't wait. Like normally, I don't care about most of like the first round series in hockey. But damn, Bruins Capitals would be so fun. As we were saying, when we're recording this, we don't know that these are set because mm-hmm. from top from Penguins to Islanders, there's only seven points. They still have some games in hand. So you never know what could happen. So Capitals-Bruins, I'm going to go the same with you guys. I think Karma's going to bite the Capitals in the ass, and I think the Bruins' top line is going to just overwhelm them because the Capitals still don't know who their number one goalie is. Is it Samsonov? Is it Vanisek? They don't know. Like They've both been hot and cold. So, yeah, I'm going to go I'm going to go Bruins-Islanders. So let's move over to the Central Division. We got the Hurricanes, Lightning, who have both just been – killing it panthers have the same amount of points as the lightning this the top of this division is disgusting those top three 80 points 75 points 75 points and then we get to the the, the slums <laughs> <laughs> which we do as in most divisions and we got the predators and we got the stars they're fighting but we're gonna just say the predators make it just because we're not gonna have them in the next round anyways so let's just say the predators <laughs> in I don't know if you do, Dylan, but there's no, no way for me. Okay. No. So we'll have the Hurricanes versus the Predators and the Lightning versus the Panthers. And I'm just going to make it easy and I'm going to just have the Hurricanes versus the Lightning. Yeah, I agree. I think the the Hurricanes take care of Nashville in like five games. Yeah. I think they're they're 6 and 0 in that season series. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like that's going to be an easy win, I think for Carolina. And then on the other one, the Battle of Florida, like I think that one's another toss-up. Um, the season series is split between those two teams, um, but I think tie goes to the uh, experience. So I'm going to go with Tampa. I'm going to go with the dark horse here and go with the Panthers because I think the Lightning are getting old, man. I think they won their Stanley Cup. 
Their team's starting to age. Uh, Stamkos isn't as good as he is anymore. Um, but Florida's just on a roll, man. Like, there's just such a fast team. They're young. They're healthy. They're on a roll the last 10 games, 8-2. and two. I think they take out the Lightning in 7. I don't think it's going to be easy for them. But I think it's going to be the Panthers and Hurricanes for the Central Division. So we're going to move over to the West now. And we got three teams locked in. Uh, Vegas, Colorado, and Minnesota. They or Colorado and Minnesota are still fighting um, to for that number two spot, and St. Louis pretty much has the number four spot locked in, um, unless Arizona can kind of pull something out of their ass. So, who do you have for the West Division here, Liam? Uh, or Dylan? Is it, this is tough for me because I'm an Avalanche fan. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take them to go into the next round, and we're most likely going to play against the Golden Knights. But every time the Avalanche make the playoffs and they play against the Wild in the first round, the Wild pull some crazy upset, whether it's Nino Niederreiter or Andrew Brunette <laughs> or like one of these players just come out of the woodwork and just start owning us. So I'm going to have I'm gonna have the Avalanche versus the Golden Knights. Dylan, what are your thoughts on the West here? Um, I think the Avalanche break the uh, Minnesota curse. I think they win that series. I just think they're a better team. Minnesota's been like really good this year, and Kaprizov's made that, like we said earlier, like Kaprizov's made that team fun. Um, but I think Colorado's just a deeper team. That top line is is scary. The top line of McKinnon, Landis Cog, and uh, Rantanen. Um, they've got maybe one of the deepest defensive cores, like deepest and also youngest defensive cores in the NHL. And Grubauer's having, like like we said, he's having a, a Vesna-like season. So I take the Avs, and then I take the Golden Knights for the same reasons over the Blues. I just think they're a much better team. And then an Avs-Golden Knights series, that will be a good series. Yeah. It's tough to say who comes out of that one, but... Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm a new... For I'm not even going to argue, obviously, for podcast sake. I think you guys are totally right there. Colorado is fantastic this year. Um, the Golden Knights are playing fabulous as well. I, I was just talking up Marc-Andre Fleury so much. Uh, I think it is going to be Avalanche versus Golden Knights in the semis for the uh, West there. All right, let's start with the West on this one then. So Golden Knights Avalanche, uh, Dylan. Who and, you got ha- and how many games? Are we for the semis, for the semis. How yeah, many games? okay, let's do games here. Um, okay, I'll start it then. I think this Avalanche Golden Knights series goes to seven games. I think it's I think it's going to be a deep, heated rival. Like there's, there's a little bit of a rivalry brewing. They they got the outdoor game. They they've been just so scrappy. Petrangelo, Pacioretty, those guys they don't like the Avalanche. I, you can just tell. And Mark Stone. I have I have. I have the Golden Knights winning in seven, and I think it's based on purely Marc-Andre Fleury standing on his head. I think he he faces 35, 36 shots a night, and he just plays up to his full Vezina potential, as Shane was saying, and I think the Golden Knights get past the avalanche here. Yeah, it's it's close. Um, 
I think the Golden Knights have more veteran experience with a guy like Petrangelo, who's won a cup, leading that back end, and Fleury, who's won a few cups. Um, but I think the Avs are deeper offensively. Um, so I'm going to take the Avs in seven games. I unfortunately have watched the Avalanche the most out of any hockey team, I think, because I've been over at Liam's house so much. I love them this year, honestly. Um, I think Liam is um, being a little bit cautious because it's his team and he doesn't want to jinx it and stuff like that. (laughs) That might be true. I'm going with Avalanche on this. I'm going with Avalanche in this series. Uh, I think they'll get it done in about – I think they'll get it done in six. Um, I think their uh, young athleticism is going to exhaust the veteran team that is the Golden Knights. And Marc-Andre Fleury will stand on his head there. I don't think there's a doubt about that. But the Avs are just too good, man. They're too good and they're too fast and they're too precise. And that's not a word you hear in the NHL world too often. But it's true. So... Let's move on to the central then. We'll go back to the central. So, so we all have the Hurricanes and Lightning making. Yes. No, I actually put Hurricanes and Panthers. Oh, you said Panthers. Eh? Yeah. I, I, I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. Um. So in my in my division or in my prediction, excuse me, Hurricanes Lightning. I I think this is where the Lightnings fall. I think the. I I. This is the this is the this is the toughest one for me, because I think I think the Hurricanes, I think the Hurricanes, they're also in that point where they don't know which goalie is going to carry them into the playoffs. So yeah, I, I have the Lightning going in, and I think it's this might be a deep series too. I think this is going to go at least six. I'm going to go hurt. I'm going to go Lightning in six. Uh, I'm going to take the Hurricanes in seven. Um, the Hurricanes are, they're a fun team, like. I don't know if they still do the bunch of jerks mantra, but like I've kind of been a fan of them ever since that, um, you know, that top line with like Svechnikov and whatnot. Aho. And Aho. Um, Dougie Hamilton's having a really good year in the back end. And like we said, Nadelkovich in goal has been really good despite his age. Um, I still think the Lightning are arguably the deepest team in the whole league, but. I think um, I think Rod Brindamore is one of the league's best coaches, and I think he can kind of find a way to get this Hurricanes team to find um, like another gear to push them past the Lightning. And maybe because the Lightning have had so many deep runs in the last like three, four years, um, you know, maybe the uh, you know the lengthy seasons kind of catch up to them. I agree. I think Carolina. I got the Panthers in next round. Um, I w- I took the Panthers because I thought they're a nice, fast team. They're playing extremely well lately. I think they'll take out the older um, Tampa Bay Lightning team. But with that being said, and having the Panthers go on to the next round, I think they're getting dusted by Carolina in like five, like five or six. Pro- I'm gonna go with five because I said dusted. So <laughs> just mainly because Carolina's better. Like overall, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's so good. Um, yeah, so the, you know, let's move on to the North Division. 
So I have the Oilers versus the Leafs. I think the Leafs move on. I'm sorry, Dylan. I think I think the Leafs. I think you said the Montreal. I think you said yeah. You said Montreal and Edmonton. Oh Jesus! You can swear. No, I just hate the Leafs so much. Um, <laughs> I got the Oilers over the Canadians. Then that's all I gotta say. Yeah, I, I'm easy. an idiot. You can keep trash talking the Leafs if you want. For all the Leafs, I fans. feel like if you're a Leafs fan, Austin Matthews is an incredible goal scorer. But when have you noticed when out w- without him, you guys can't score goals. So, um, I got the Oilers over the Canadians. Dylan, who do you got? Uh, I'm gonna make the Homer pick. I'm not afraid of the jinxes. I'm gonna go with the Homer pick of uh, I think Edmonton in in seven. Um, I mean the Leafs kind of they won that series. I think six to three. Um, but um, ever since that that three-game series where the Oilers only scored one goal and they had the two shutouts. Um, the Oilers have been a totally different team. Um, defensively, they look way more tight. Um, Connor's been on just this tear that we talked about. Um, and Mike Smith has found, like, I don't know, some, like, <laughs> young... A- anti-aging potion? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's looking like 2012 Mike Smith. So. <laughs> Um, I think if Mike Smith can continue the way he's been playing the last, well, basically since he started the season, um, I think the Oilers make that series close. And I think they, I, I'm putting it on the back of Connor McDavid and Leon. I think they can kind of squeak out a, a long, grindy series against the Leafs. I can see that too. They got players like Zach Cassian too that can, that can, can show up done. in the playoffs and, just get those greasy goals like a, a Brian Bickle. Like, you know, like like those goals that you don't expect at the end of games and just Zach Cassian just stands in the front of the net. Those are the goals I expect yeah. from the Oilers as well. They've got the top power play now in the league, so, like, yeah. who do you defend? Things are clicking there, so. Yeah, they're doing, they're doing yeah. well. I think, I'm, I think it's going to go to game seven as well. Uh, Honestly, I think it's going to go, like, game seven over time. Like, I think it's going to go late into the series. Um, and I don't know. I got, I got Matt, Austin Matthews. He's the uh, goal scorer. He's the leading goal scorer of the season. I got him winning it for the Leafs this this one in overtime. Game seven overtime. That's a call right there. It's a heartbreak. I'm the hot take. I'm the hot take guy, right? I love Cause, it. Because I don't pay attention too, too much about hockey. But I know – uh, Toronto, I see them a lot on TV and everything. They're good, man. They're good this year. I think they're for real. Their curse is broken. Uh, no more first round exits, and I think they're going pretty far. All right, so we got the uh, we got a mix bag here. So we got Leafs versus Hurricanes. We got or no, it's West. Oh, we're on Who, the East now. Oh, we haven't even done the East division. Yeah, we're gonna move on to the East Division here. So we have a we have a decent mix bag here. We got Penguins, Bruins, we got Islanders, Bruins, we got we got them all. We got yeah. everything. So I'm gonna start off. I think I think I think the Bruins end up going in just because as you said earlier, Shane, just playoff experience and that top line as Dylan said, 
The Bruins, the Bruins are scary. They they've had a couple weeks where they just look flat, and I think when they get to the playoffs, they'll just change gears. And I think the Bruins, I think the Bruins finish off the East Division as the champions. Yeah, I agree. I like Boston. Um, like, I think they've got two complete lines now, um, and like we talked about with their defense with Charlie McAvoy, um, and if Tuukka Rask can continue to be you know, Tuka Rask, then I think they, um, I don't know, I guess out depth Pittsburgh, I think Tuka Rask versus Tristan Jari, I'm taking Tuka Rask. So I, I'm going to say Boston in six. Oh, yeah, we're saying games. Yeah, games. Yeah, I'll say Boston in six. Yeah. So I had Boston and Pittsburgh as well in the semis there. I'm going to go. Just for a little bit of rebuttal, I'm going to go Pittsburgh on this. Um, both teams are extremely experienced. Obviously, they both have playoff experience, Stanley Cup experience. Uh, I think Crosby is pretty close to being done his career in the NHL because of so many injuries he's had. Uh, so I think he he's going to give it a lot this year in the playoffs, and I think I'm going to take Pittsburgh in seven in that one. Yeah, I love the rebuttal, and uh, I don't disagree at all. If if Pittsburgh can make it through the Islanders, <laughs> which I picked, that'd be nice. Then yeah, that that could be incredible. So yeah, let's go. So now, uh, how's it gonna work, Dylan? Like, who's which division is gonna face which division if it makes it to this? When I think they they go by the season standings and then they rank them, like like one, four, two, three. Oh, okay. Based on their how they finished the season. Oh, so that's gonna be a tough call kind of. So let's just go straight to Stanley Cup winner then. Yeah. Or let's go to final. Or and final. Then, yeah, let's go to final and then winner. So for me, I have the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Edmonton Oilers, to be honest. I think it's gonna be kind of like an offensive versus defensive battle. I think it's gonna be high scoring because Every time McDavid puts up a goal, they're gonna. I think Vegas is gonna get a greasy goal, and I think I think Vegas ends up winning that. I think Vegas finally gets their ring after all these struggling years of being a, a team. <laughs> <laughs> all these struggling years of having horrible teams and coming out of the woodwork and making it all this way. <laughs> I think I think Vegas finally gets it done. They started from the bottom. Yeah, they only, made, they only made the Stanley Cup their first year. Yeah, they didn't even get any good players. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. I think this is a young, this is a young um, year. I think it's a shortened season. A lot of teams in a lot of leagues that have shortened seasons are the younger teams, and you see them prevail, especially in the playoffs. So I'm actually gonna go with the Colorado Avalanche versus the um, Toronto Maple Leafs. Both young, raw talent. Did you did you predict who won? Did you put your winner prediction in? There? Yeah, I said Vegas would win. Vegas would win. Okay, I'm gonna say Colorado in six because they're good, man. They're I don't know. They got the go- okay. Yeah, I'll go into depth. So McKinnon, Landis, Cog are absolutely unbelievable. They also have uh, um, Gruber. Grubauer, yeah. Grubauer as the defenseman as well. Goalie. Or the goalie, yeah. yeah. They have um, – that's all I know, man. <laughs> no, they have uh, – Cut this. 
I don't know anyone. Anyways, that was pretty good rebuttal. I think they're gonna win, man. I think they're gonna win in six. I had to I had to put some something behind it because Liam was flipping me off because mm-hmm. he thinks I jinxed him. You totally did. I don't give a shit. All right, Dylan. Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going. My cup final prediction is for the similar reasons as Shane. Makar. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one you missed. Okay, sorry, Dylan. But I got uh, the Hurricanes versus the Avs. Um, two young, fun, kind of high energy teams. Um, and I'm going to go with Colorado. I think if Colorado can stay healthy. Throughout the playoffs, and then uh, I see no reason why they they can't get it done. Um, if the Avalanche win for the first time in 21 years, you'll see a big, big man cry. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen one of my favorite teams win in 21 years. So if this happens, boys, and you didn't jinx it, it's I'm going to give you a big hug and a smooch. It's hard to cheer for a team for that long and then have them have people now i mean like the, man they used to win dude right when they had patrick wild back in the days when they were first a team they were they were a winning team um and now that we're seeing them and everyone's talking about them like oh this team's legit this is the one to be a fan for that long like that it's tough right because you're I've like seen man the worst, i've seen the, the lows like what do you mean this was the team that we had like uh two top three draft picks in like two years or whatever like my team's trash but they're for real Liam and I'm not the only one that's talking about it I will say as an uh, Oilers <laughs> fan I've gone through about a decade of shit yeah. <laughs> literal dog shit. of busts and terrible coaches and terrible GMs and bad contracts and garbage teams so yeah, it must be nice to have not seen your team win in 21 years. Yeah. I think the trick is to not really pay attention to hockey. <laughs> you you call yourself a Devils fan? Yeah. I actually used to be pretty into the Devils too. From back in the Broder days. Back in the days. When actually I paid attention back to the a Jamie lot. Leg when they days. when they were up uh against when they lost to the in the cup against the Kings when I was like really really a fan. Not only cuz they were good, but yeah, those are those are so weird times. Attention. Those are Very weird times weird that time. those Devils making the playoffs and making. That was a random. That was like Prize's <laughs> last hurrah yeah. and like. Well, no, he went to the Wild and he actually. Well, hurrah with the Devils. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah, but he played. Really Travis Zajac's still in the league. Yeah, like, he just got traded and it's like insane. But yeah, what a fun episode this has been, Dylan. Obviously, thanks for thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, shout yourself out. Like, so where can we find you for your podcast? Yes, you can check uh, my podcast. Uh, Me and my friend Ben, we host it uh, usually every other week. Um, It's called the Dead Puck Podcast. And you can find us on all the podcast hosts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, um, Anchor. You can find us on Facebook um, at Dead Puck Podcast. And we just chat about kind of the ongoings in the NHL. Um, It's pretty casual. Yeah, give us a follow if you're looking for some more hockey pod content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, appreciate it, Dylan. So, yeah, I'm Liam Dunlop. And I'm Shane Bryant. Where can we find you, Liam, before we send this off here? You can find me on Twitter at Liam S. Dunlop. And if you're a fan of mixed martial arts and UFC, look up the Hammer MMA and listen to all 540 episodes we have. That's amazing. That's actually really good. I was only on the last 40. It doesn't matter, man. <laughs> yeah. 
definitely check out the MMA show. I've listened to it a couple times. Uh, Liam's fantastic on it. So you can find me. I'm Shane Bryant. You can find me uh, mainly on TikTok. I've been going viral lately. Going viral lately. So um, you can find me there. Uh, I we do the podcast live now on TikTok. Uh, just me because I'm sexy. What's your TikTok? Your guy Bry official. Uh, you can like us on Facebook at the Topic Tacklers and pretty much uh, listen to us on any podcast app, Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor, all that good stuff. And one last thing before I, uh, before I wanted to sign off here is next week or the week after, we're going to talk about NBA playoffs because that's upcoming. So Liam and I uh, will chat about it and that will be episode 10. So thanks so much for watching.